And we have. But you know when they're going to hit a home run. Like, they know. Crowd but knows. Altuve, but he just had that. Altuve just had that. That position. Hmm. All right. So, let's do trade ramifications. Look as our okay. first question. As the first question? Well, like, check in, then trade ramifications. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have any. Those questions you asked, I have nobody in my mind. So, if y'all want, we could just riff it. Where y'all go and I just check talk your teams them. right now. Just check your teams right now. Check my my teams. Yeah. Like two or three yeah, teams. Like it may, That's like what I'm doing back. right now. Yeah, I, literally just, I, literally I never look to. at my teams, bro. I know, but it may come to you, like you know, like who. You but if they dropped them, I'm not gonna see them no more. Yeah, I know, but it may come to you when you see like another player that's in that. For instance, like Aaron Rodgers would be your. No, I'm, I'm more. Go, go I'm more positions. mental. With, I'm sure. I'm more think. These yeah, go stuff by positions. What quarterbacks hold Rodgers? <laughs> Rod, the only one that was significant to me. Um, and then running backs add drops or drops and holes. See, like I don't have because I be holding on to these players like for the long haul. Me too. Like Chase Edmonds, I still had. I'm dropping him. I, I mean, I, I did drop him. I, I, I'm still holding him. Yeah. And I should have been dropped him, but I'm like because I I, I have the mindset of. So that's a good one. So don't don't go. That, that's a that's, that's a good one. Okay. Okay. Because that's that's one. So you can you can piggyback off of that one because I have okay. that one as a opposite. Um. But yeah, yeah. I think I think we got. I think we got well, I, I don't got nobody that I dropped. So we'll go off of yours. All right. And then uh, something may come to me. I may speak into it. I just don't have somebody right now at the top. Ooh. Oh damn it. Man, see. Can't be watching the game with you, man. <laughs> like coffee or tea. Welcome to First and 15, the only podcast trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion AB. Alongside him is my guy, Dio the Machine. Guys, before we actually start talking fantasy, I want you guys to check in right quick. How are your teams doing? Both of you guys are volume drafters. Give me just an overall feel about, is it a good season? Do you feel like you have some teams that, that can go, to the, go the distance? How do you guys feel about this season so far? Yeah, man, I think, you know, uh, we say it every year, but this year is just very, very unique. And I think, you know, this year has its just kind of own feel to it that mm-hmm. is uh, very different uh, from years past. Um, it, you know, it's been kind of up and down from, you know, a player standpoint, you know, elite players who, you know, somewhat boom bust. Yeah. Um, and we have seen a lot of spike week performances. And we've seen a lot of players who, you know, come close to putting up zeros uh, who are pretty much every week starters. And then we have, you know, the elite QBs or the QBs who can kind of put up points. And we have QBs who will like literally, you know, uh, put up single digit points. Uh, And there aren't many elite QBs out there. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the tight end position, you know, unless you've been fortunate, you know, uh, and then we just lost Njoku. So it's you know I think it's been kind of like a lot of ups and downs amongst rosters. You know, it teams that kind of didn't start off as hot, and like the last three or four weeks, you know, particularly the Kamara and CMC teams have just absolutely caught fire. And then the teams that started off hot, you know, the Amon Ross Saint, you know, St. Brown teams, the uh, Devontae Adams teams, you know, teams that you know were just like looked like they were you know 
unbeatable to start yeah, the year. Yeah. Now, you know, have kind of, you know, taken the turn. So uh, there's a lot of ebb and flow uh, to this uh, season. I kind of like it personally. I really mm-hmm. do because I feel like I can look at a team that, you know, may have a losing record right now. Uh, but, you know, I look at the roster and I really feel like this team can't compete. And I think more so than any year when we're looking at the FFPC format or formats or leagues that, you know, uh, uh, you know, really award players for total points, you know, mm-hmm. you were, you know, maybe top two in total points. I think this year more so than the others, that's going to play a role. Because I think you're going to see a lot of teams who may, you know, finish the year at like, I don't know, three and nine or, you know, something like that. Uh, but may have been able to put up enough points yeah, yeah. Uh, throughout that year. Because, you know, like this past week, for instance, I mean, I think I had a team that scored 190 and lost to a team that, you know, scored 200. Yeah. Uh, and I tell you guys, like, I someone who really never looks at records. You know, I know the records, but I don't really pay attention to them. For me, like, even my worst team record-wise, like, I approach it as if this team could potentially get into the playoffs. Because we don't just go by – wins and losses, mm-hmm. again, points uh, play a major role as far as who yeah. can advance. And all you got to do is get a team in. So, yeah. you know, for me, um, I'm really happy with how, to, uh, how this uh, season is going thus far. And, you know, uh, I love the grind. It's yeah. a grind for sure. It is a grind. It. Dio, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that you don't like to talk about your teams. You really don't like to look at records. You just look at each team individually and you just put your head down and just push through the season. Correct. You pretty much said it all right there, man. I know, but come on, man. Give us a feel, man. Like No, no. What I is mean, your, I mean, like I said, you pretty much said it, but I like I like where I'm at. Abby made a lot of good points this season. It's a uh, unique in the fact well, I don't even want to say it's unique. I feel like football in itself is is an evolving creature. Like mm-hmm. it's just always changing. Mm-hmm. Um we can feel like it's uh similar, but in reality, you know, it's it's still just kind of moving. Maybe we're able to kind of figure out where the target is a little bit better than other years. But this year, it seems like we're still kind of chasing it. Yeah, but again, yeah. I like it because it feels like every team is still kind of in it, mm-hmm. especially with the format. Like Abby was speaking of with FFPC, how they award total points. You mm-hmm. know, it gets to a point where, you know, you can have a, a bad early run and then get super hot late in the season. And then just having those points can get you where you need to get. Yeah. Or you can have a really hot run to start the season and then all your players either start underproducing or get hurt and then you just kind of fizzle out. So mm-hmm. I feel like you you kind of, like you were just saying, kind of keep your head down. You have to and just kind of keep grinding it out um, because you never know what can happen. I mean, even this past week, I had a team that's really not doing that great um, hit 200 points. Mm-hmm. You know, So when you see something like that, it's like, this is a team you can't give up on. Even yeah. though I don't give up on any of my teams, but if I was more casual, you know, I know people do give up on their teams. You know, you kind of see the type of moves people make. Yeah. Um, so if I was that type of person, if you were to see something like that, you'd realize that, you know, you might be giving up on, you know, a, a, a gold mine right there. You know, a team that could really make some noise. So, <clears throat> again, I like where everything's at right now. We're still real early where I don't feel like anybody's out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Even if a team has one win, what is it, like one and seven right now? Yeah. I still feel like if they, you know, make the right moves, make mm-hmm. the right roster decisions, start sit decisions, you know, they can make a run for it. So is it all about getting into the playoffs and then at that point it's anybody's game? So or do you me, feel like I mean for me, it's not even really getting in the playoffs. I'm trying to get one of those first two seeds because mm-hmm. I only care about the tournament. Right. You know? right. Um I mean you know you can fight to get in the playoffs, get that fourth and third seed if you end up losing the first round or even the championship round, mm-hmm. you go nowhere. 
you know, you'll, mm -hmm. you'll, you'll, I mean, you might get that second place um, prize money, however yeah. much that is, um, but you're not going to get into that tournament. Yeah. And right. the tournament is really the the true value in playing FFPC mm -hmm. um, because, you know, just winning your league, the amount of money that they pay out, it, it's kind of, you know, marginal. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at it compared to, you know, other, yeah. you know, insulated leagues. So really the goal of this is to try to get into that tournament mm. and kind of compete for that main, main prize. Yeah. So I'm trying to get yeah. one of those first two seeds. And, you know, if you're not aware, the first seed is the team with the best record. Mm -hmm. And the second seed is the team with the best, I mean, with the most yeah. points. Yeah. You know, I think so. you kind of, you know, the way you phrased it, you know, you, you know, are we just kind of, you know, have our eyes set on just kind of getting in, whether it's the playoffs or the, or the tournament. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like, you have you can't like you literally have to be good at everything. Yeah, you got to be good. You like you had to have the mindset. Okay, like I, I want to win it all. You know, I want to uh, create a lineup that can take down the entire tournament because that's why we're playing. Mm -hmm. But you also have that mindset of okay, I need to make sure that like I you know uh, you know cross my T's, dot my eyes to make sure that I get a win this week. Yeah, you know, and then I need to also you know look you know a week in advance, two weeks in advance at bye weeks or at, you know, guys that are potentially coming off of IR. So you really have to do it all. I mean, like, mm -hmm. that's why that's that's why it's such a grind. Like, you can't just come in and say, like, you know, I'm going for strictly upside. Like, you know, if this team, like, you know, I'd rather this team be 0-13 mm -hmm. and not make the playoffs than, you know, be mediocre and, and make the playoffs and make the tournament. Like, you, I think you have to play it in such a way where, like, you were, like, you know, you were trying to uh, – win at every single level mm -hmm. uh you mentioned start sits earlier i think i feel like this year more than ever start sits are so critical and yeah, i think I not 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 just from a standpoint of <clears throat> like maximizing the total points in your team mm -hmm. but now more than ever i think you can deep you know differentiate your teams you know mm -hmm. uh from a lot of other guys because a lot of us have the same players or somebody in your league likely has the same players that, that you do on your roster, mm -hmm. but they start him. You know, I think mm -hmm. the first in the first quarter, we talked about Najoku, you right, know, where right. we started in those first two weeks and he mm -hmm. busted and then he, you know, and then he, and uh, then he made up for and then it. He made up for mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, after looking at the first three or four weeks, what I learned was that like, I felt, I felt like this year was more than ever. A lot of these sort of kind of fringe starters, mm -hmm. uh, or even guys that we think, you know, we look at as every week starters, mm -hmm. we have to now look at as guys that, you know, maybe need to be benched, even for guys that we drafted mm. rounds later. You know, an example of that is someone like TJ Hawkinson. Mm -hmm. With the exception of the week where he blew up uh, when Amon Ra was out, you know, it was obviously an easy start that week. Yeah. But there have been a lot of weeks where I've set him on the bench for an Evan Ingram, for a Najoku, and he just continues to sit on my bench. And now, obviously, with the trade, he'll probably still sit on my bench for someone like an Evan Ingram, depending on the matchup, uh, mm -hmm. depending on the opponents, depending on, like, you know, uh, Vegas total points. But there are a lot of guys like that. And sometimes you're going to get them wrong, but, like, if you can hit and you can kind of get on a three- to four-week run of where you were, like, making the right start-sit decisions – I think to me, like that, that, that plays such an, a, an important and pivotal role because mm -hmm. we get into this habit of like, okay, this guy went off this week. I mean, that's basically what waivers are. Mm -hmm. Who went off this past week? week? Let's pick him up, you know? Oh, Demarcus Robinson went off. So let me just, you know, put a couple of dollar, you know, uh, waiver in, you know, add in. Oh, Terrence Marshall's getting more snaps. Let's put some, uh, let's put a bid in for him. Basically, all you got to do is look at who, who went off the past week or who started, you know, playing a little bit more. And that's what mm -hmm. people want to add. But we got to kind of get over that as well. We also got to look at, okay, who's been disappointing and mm -hmm. why have they been disappointing? Has it been because they've had bad play? 
Has it been because their quarterback is a bad play? Has it been because of the matchups? Because if you can kind of figure that out, when everybody else is now off of that player, you can then decide to start that player. Mm-hmm. I'll give you another example. Rondell Moore. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And here's another tangent. You know, we, like, we have to eliminate the, okay, like, one game happened, this is how it is, you know, this is what it's going to be moving forward. Mm -hmm. Or a guy gets injured, this guy's (laughs) going to fill his role, this is how it is moving forward. NFL is no longer like that. So, you know, that Rondell Moore situation, D-Hop came back, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we, a lot of us started Rondell Moore and got a bad result, Mm -hmm. you know, and then immediately the talk was, okay, well, D-Hop is taking up all the slot role, you know, and I also brought in Robbie Anderson, so Mm -hmm. Rondell Moore is, you know, uh, you know, he's, he's almost worthless. Yeah. And then what happened the next week? Yeah. Saw a significant increase in routes run, ran a lot more out of the slot. Uh, the slot. Obviously, you know, he broke one off. Uh, and you can argue whether or not, you know, there's going to be an in-between or whether this is going to continue. But that still shows you that, like, that Thursday night game with D-Hop return did not necessarily, like, predict future outcomes or was not yeah. the standard for future outcomes. So, yeah. you know, again, it just kind of all goes back to like, you know, us trying to figure out and make sure we get the right start decisions. Uh, because I think again, this year more than ever, like if we can hit that, mm-hmm. that's going to put us above the field, mm-hmm. you know, we can hopefully avoid the landmines and then hopefully, <clears throat> you know, uh, you know, uh, get guys in our lineups who had them boom weeks. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, just to, to uh, add to it, I was talking to Dorsey um, this past week. Shout out mm-hmm. to Dorsey. But, Shout uh, out to Dorsey. Uh, I was talking to him how it seems like fantasy football is kind of changing the way where in the past you just have, you know, these certain players that you could just leave in your lineup week in and week out because they had the roles, you mm-hmm. knew they were going to get the opportunities, and they were going to produce the stats. Um, but now it seems like fantasy football season long is almost like becoming a game of DFS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you build yep. a team where it's like you build your pool of players, if you will. Yeah. You yep. know? yeah. And then every week you look at your pool of players and decide who is going to start this week. Absolutely. Um, which means you're now looking at matchups. You're not looking at snap counts. Mm-hmm. You're not looking at, you know, other players sharing targets. You know, you're, you're looking at things like that. Yeah. Well, before, and I'm talking back, back in the day, like the Ray Rice with the Ravens years, mm-hmm. You know, Ray Rice is always in your lineup. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like, yeah. he's there. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. Like Abby's saying, that that's where the start sits come into play because um, you have players like, you know, Bateman, who has a great week one week yeah. and yeah. bust the next week. You yeah. know, a player like Conklin, who has great weeks and then just starts to die mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and then comes back. So yeah. it's, almost, back, like, yeah. it's yep. almost like, you know, you, you can't just say, okay, this guy is the guy. He's in my roster. You know, set it on – Wednesday morning yeah, and then yeah. just see what the score is like on Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You really have to be a little bit more nuanced with how you kind of um, And the other thing know, too is like your roster. You know, manage all the yeah, all these emotions as far as like getting upset with the coaches and getting upset with uh, you know, what should happen or a guy who may be, you know, uh more talented than another player or maybe deserving because of his talent and then you know, we don't see that guy getting playing time. We don't see that guy getting targets, and then we get upset. You know, we're not necessarily upset at the outcome. We're upset because we started that guy yeah. and resulted in a bad outcome. Mm-hmm. So we got to get better at ignoring that and taking that into account. Yeah. You can't – we can no longer say – It's like oh, you're saying. You, you need, we need to be more upset at ourselves. Absolutely. As as this, absolutely. Our, our decision-making thing. Yes. And, and You can't blame you know, the head coach. Sometimes you might say it's a process issue. But sometimes good process lead to bad results, you know, and vice yeah. versa. So, yeah. you know, 
it's really where it's a thing where you, you really have to more be upset at the fact that maybe you didn't take it that next step further in the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're like, okay, this is a perfect situation, perfect scenario. Yeah. It's going to work out for me. But that other factor that you didn't take into account mm-hmm. was why it didn't work yeah. out. Yeah. But you can take that opportunity to learn from it. Yeah. You know, I can say, okay, and, and I missed important. it this time. Yeah, exactly. Next time, I'll kind of take that into consideration yeah. so I don't miss it. Like, you mm-hmm. can, like we can't... That, that's a whole, the whole thing with the pit situation. Like, I completely understand... Pit, Kyle Pitts? Yeah, Kyle Pitts. Okay. I completely understand the idea of drafting him with the upside, etc. Mm-hmm. But we saw how they used him last year. And yes, you can definitely, you know, kind of project that was his first year. He saw quite a bit of targets, but just didn't get in the end zone. I mean, he's going to take that step forward. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm 100% on board with that way of thinking and taking that plunge and taking that. But then after a couple of weeks, you know, you can no longer get upset at Arthur Smith for doing what he's doing because he's not forcing you to start Kyle Pitts. Right, right. So either you got to figure out the matchup for Kyle Pitts mm-hmm. or you got to be in a situation where he's the best option. Uh, but at no point can you can we continue to say, oh, you know, Arthur Smith is this, yeah, this type yeah. of coach because we're playing a game of fantasy football, mm-hmm. okay? And so you, we need to know what the coaches are going to do and we need to know what, mm-hmm. what, te- what, the, what the defensive scheme is going to be. You know, mm-hmm. who, who who do we anticipate them, like, taking out of the game or bracket coveraging or putting their elite corner or traveling a corner? Uh, like, we have to take all of this into effect. Yeah. You know, or, so effect. so if we you... just look at talent and we ignore everything else, then I think at that point, then we're not really reaching our maximal level of, you know, being mm-hmm. the best fantasy player that we can be. So let me yeah. ask you this. Are you are – you... Making the decision week in and week out now whether to start Kyle Pitts like he's not a oh yeah absolutely start. absolutely absolutely that's like, crazy uh, he, he's he's never really been an automatic start I think la- last week I ended up starting him but I also like I'm also someone who carries multiple tight ends like I'll carry no, I, I, I just so say, the, the reason I say it's crazy is just because of how high we've been drafted yeah yeah but like, there's I mean, not a lot of players that was first. that was that was no, months ago that was months ago I mean I definitely it's just that. Looking back, and you know, hindsight twenty twenty, whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. it's just crazy to think a person that you drafted in the first three rounds, not due to injury, yeah, yeah. you know, is not somebody that's an automatic start, you yeah. know. It, and you learn from that now, like yeah. now, now, now you learn, now you you learn. Okay, do I really want to dedicate, you know, you know, uh, that high a ADP or value, like that high a draft pick? To someone who I am not confident, I can leave in my lineup. So yeah, I learn yeah. you, you learn from that. But then, but then you may also miss, you know, because some of those guys are guys that people really want to, you know, take that leap of faith with, and then some of those guys potentially league winners. But you know, you end up with the Najee Harris's, the Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. the DeAndre Swifts of the world. What about you know, Najee? So, Same question. Oh, Najee's been on the bench for a couple weeks now. Really? I, I have, wow. I have. Bro, I'm telling you, when I, I, I look at my team, I look at my team, yeah. and I'm like, and I, and, I, and I'm like. You were not performing. You were not in a situation where you can't perform. You yeah. will remain on the bench until further notice. Yeah. I have. I don't. I don't care what your name is. I really don't care. Mm. There, there are a few exceptions. I'm not going to sit a Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not going to sit. You know. Uh, well, why? Why would you sit a Tyreek Hill? Like, but what, what did Tyreek Hill do to you? So you, if you remember well, back, if you remember back from last year, there were, there were a couple of weeks last year where Tyreek Hill was having a few bad nah, games. You play but Tyreke. I know you're always going to play Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is like you know. You know, excluding players like Tyreek Hill, which are very few. Yeah. Like, if you've had, 
Because it's not, it's not just that Najee has had some bad games. Mm-hmm. It's he looks bad. Yeah. The offense does not look great. The offensive line does not look great. Jalen Warren Jaylen, looks yeah, better. Jalen Warren, Warren looks better. Much usage too, you know, man. you want to talk about Zeke versus Pollard. <laughs> hey, we used to be having a conversation, Warren <laughs> versus uh, Najee. Fair you know, like, like, fair real, think, like real talk. I really think there's a chance he might, you know, usurp him. You think so? Scooping up Najee. Maybe, maybe not by depth chart. Yeah. yeah. But, but by cares? Almost like Zeke and Pollard yeah. situation where it's like, He's getting these high value touches and yeah. producing with them. Yeah, Tomlin mm-hmm. won't allow it, but I think I, I do agree with you that he yeah. gets more touches. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So let's keep this focus on looking backwards before we go forward and talk about the future. Let's talk about notable drops. Like looking backwards, have you guys dropped anyone that you didn't anticipate that that you'd be dropping at this point in the season? Any notable drops from your team? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm definitely like I said. Like I have no issue dropping players. Cutthroat. You probably drop everybody. (laughs) I will drop. I will drop you with a quickness. Now, now, you know, like remember when Mooney started off the year poorly? Yeah. yeah, Okay. I did not drop Mooney. So guys like that, I don't drop. Okay. Because you're in a situation where you're still, and we'll see what kind of happens moving forward. But you're in a situation where you are that team's number one. Okay. Uh, and we see Easy. teams. Is it? Okay. That's what I said. We'll see moving forward. But prior to the trade, uh, you know, he was at teams number one. Yeah. So in that situation, like, we talked about Chicago, you know, the Bears. And I talked about mm-hmm. how Fields, like. fake number one, by the way. But yeah. so I, but I, he is. But I talked about Fields, uh, <laughs> you know, how I was seeing improvement. Mm-hmm. And then he played the Washington game and made mm-hmm. me look yeah. stupid. But what we've seen is actual improvement. And we've he seen is the improved. Offense, yeah. And we've seen the offense improve. Yeah. And so that. Those things happen throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Like that's why we do this show in quarters because every quarter is almost is different, and mm-hmm. you're seeing that with your teams right now. You know, the first quarter you had teams that looked great; those teams now don't look great. Yep. In the second quarter, mm-hmm. and then you had teams that did look great. Now your teams look great. You yep. know, one of yep. my, my my like you know the home like the home league. Mm-hmm. Started off zero and three. You mm-hmm. know, and I talk a lot of shit in this league. I love it, <laughs> but uh, they probably listening right now. <laughs> Shout out! No, <laughs> you know what I'm doing. Yeah, today. y'all know. Look y'all, at that y'all know what it is. <laughs> y'all know what it is. But man, yeah, started off zero and three, and then it's just been like on a tear as far as yeah. points, as far as wins. And I told him, I literally told him, I was like, y'all know what this is. I was yeah. like, I'm zero and three right now. I'm about to go. I'm about to. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. You know, I'm gonna be in the playoffs. Like you know, I'm gonna be in the playoffs. You get ready. Don't worry about me. Like you get ready. But you know, so like the you know the, the season you know happens to me like in, in, in quarters but uh so what's the name of your home league by the way did y'all name it yeah longhorn football league oh, fancy football league UT, i thought it was gonna be something UT, 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 yeah, UT, what's yeah. up i thought it was gonna be something cooler than that but uh what's hey, the name of your I home mean, league, keep, it tra- keep it traditional <laughs> all my home leagues i'm the commission of and it's all my frat brothers so mm-hmm. it's so, the name of our founders all right okay okay so each okay. founder has a league yeah yeah but i change yeah. every year one year is like the different colors yeah I just, you know i'm always trying to do something now nah, we keep it traditional. All right, all right. But so yeah, as far as notable drops, mm-hmm. okay, uh, guys that I've dropped, uh, and some of these, I mean, if you're dropping them, like I don't think you're gonna, be, it's, it's not a huge surprise. Chase Edmonds had mm-hmm. no use for him, and mm-hmm. I actually dropped him last week. <gasps> and the reason that I dropped him last week is because it's not necessary. It's because of his role. Mm-hmm. So you, I held on to him because I felt like if Mostert got hurt, he would take that lead. Mm-hmm. L- the last two weeks, I was not convinced. So regardless of the trade, I would have so dropped him anywhere. Yeah. We saw Salvin, we seen Gaskins, but we seen that mm-hmm. they want Chase Edmonds in a specific role. And then I also saw 
the play. Mm-hmm. He does not run very well in that system. Mm-mm. He's not an in between. You know, he does not run that outside zone very well. Like he has a lot of difficulty with that. It's a lot of negative plays, and they learn that very early on. But like, how do you feel about dropping him now that he's I have been z- I, even better? I have zero interest. Yeah. Guys like that, I don't, I don't. I have zero interest. Let somebody else, you know, start him in that lineup and get, and, and he can get three for thirty six and you know twelve in between the tackles. Yeah. So I. I zero interest. So I dropped Chase Edmonds. Um, who else was it? Uh, uh, Harrison Bryant. Because uh, mm. I literally just picked him up. Yeah. It wasn't just the zero targets. Okay. Uh, this kind of goes back to what I'm. I'm Is that I'm a noticeable seeing. drop though? Harrison, Harrison Bryant. Bryant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because we don't really know when the Joker's coming back. I mean, and he was nah, like, yeah, yeah. Noticeable. yeah, yeah noticeable yeah, drop. Okay. The reason why I well, dropped him, on it, yeah. yeah. The reason why I dropped him because it's kind of going back to a point I made earlier. As far as like, I think we we keep falling into this trap. Okay, starter gets injured, mm-hmm. the replacement, you know, at least gets a 80 percent of the production. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing this year, I think, in a lot of these situations, the teams are like, no, we have other players. We're just going to scheme these other better players mm-hmm. open. You mm-hmm. know, we're not going to like necessarily give the backup who is not as talented or who they don't feel is as talented, talented yeah. the same amount of looks. And he may come out and do well, but. You know, he's going to a bye, zero targets. We got six teams on bye this week. Mm-hmm. Bombageddon. He shared the the snaps with other tight ends, too. Yeah, and they he brought in Farrell Brown. Yeah, so it, it wasn't a Najoku type role. So, yeah. uh, dropped him. Jared McKinnon, uh, I know he's not a fancy one, uh, but I have zero interest in these backs. I'm seeing, you're seeing Isaiah Pacheco come in. They still got CEH. Uh, he's not really someone who's going to get you explosive weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather just like take a, you know, uh, you know, take a flyer on another backup yeah. uh, in, in that position. Um, Daryl Henderson. Oh, so you dropped Daryl Henderson. In a, in, in, I'm in holding. A, in a few leagues. Okay? Yeah, I'm, holding I'm, holding, some, I'm holding on. But I have like, like, this is the last week. And it has <laughs> nothing to do with his production. I'm not looking at his production. I am looking at his role. Okay, I am looking yeah. at his role. And if Kyron Williams gets activated, and we see a situation where they're using Kyron Williams mm-hmm. and they're using Rivers, okay, uh, and they're using Darrell Henderson, this is a guy I don't want to hold because at any moment Acres could also come back. You know, yeah. Yeah. so like this is a guy that I would rather somebody else take. Mm-hmm. You know the quote unquote sabotage drops. Not only so that it can hold. I love that term. It can, it can yeah, like coin that sabotage drop. Yeah, yeah. That term. Like you are holding Shout a roster you, hostage mm-hmm. by by keeping Darrell Henderson on your roster. Yeah, you know when he's not producing. I thought he was like you know I was in love with the you know that first week when I saw him get all those touches, mm-hmm. but it's just never you know they just don't for whatever reason either he's not good enough or they don't trust him in that type of role. They just don't trust him. It yeah, but like, yeah, because yeah, they're always trying to get these other guys in. Yeah, you know yeah. there was no reason like Rivers may have not have seen as many snaps, mm-hmm. but he was getting as many high value touches. Yeah, but he didn't look as good. Henderson as Henderson was hurt though. But he ah, didn't look as good. He had an illness. Or something was, it was going a, on. It was an illness. I remember Matt Berry put that tweet out. By the way, I didn't see that Matt Berry tweet initially because obviously he has me blocked. <laughs> but people were talking about No, really what it was is people were, <laughs> people were picking up uh, Ronnie Rivers in like a bunch of my, my leagues. Yeah. yeah. I was like, why are people? Yeah. You know, and then I, you know, I did my little, you know, the yeah. Inspector Gadget search and I, yeah. I found the Matt Berry tweet. And he actually put in his tweet that Henderson is not healthy. Mm. So before that, I thought, like you said, it was an illness. Yeah. But him saying that, him saying all the other stuff, him actually nah, being right. Nah, I watched that game. Henderson was about as no, healthy no, as he yeah. yeah. Him just saying that and then yeah. him actually being right about Rivers yeah. makes you feel there was some merit to it. I mean, who knows? I felt like, you know, situations like that, I think it's rare for someone like with that with that much reach to just put out a tweet like that, an isolated tweet. He, in my mind, I believe, 
heard something from someone that yeah. this guy was going to get something. And when you see something like that, like right, he does but, something but or a chef saying, does something, mm-hmm. like I like I'll just leap of faith. Yeah. Right, if right, you're wrong, I'm okay. Saying is, yeah. What I'm saying but is, you don't want to miss the boat on that. Yeah. But in the tweet, yeah. he just also put that he was. Gotcha. Not healthy. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that that just kind of rung out yeah. to me a little bit. Yeah. Like that was more significant than the rest of it. Um, and it also could have been a situation where because Henderson, because I don't think he practiced that week, mm-hmm. last week, mm-hmm. it might have been a thing where because Henderson wasn't there for the install. Yeah. And Rivers was there. It was just like this guy knows what we're doing. He knows the game plan. Mm-hmm. Let's use him. It's, it's going to be very interesting to see how they utilize Rivers this week. Yeah. It's going to be very very interesting. Um. Because Henderson like any, got a fair amount. Malcolm Brown got got snaps too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I I do have a fair amount of rivers. I I was picking them up, mm-hmm. so I had them already. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Any noticeable drops though? for me? Mm-hmm. Um, see, I was just listening to Abby name all those players, all yeah. those guys that I have. I still have. Yeah, yeah, me uh, too. Like, I'll be and, and the reason why I have because you name a, a a handful of running backs, but the reason I don't drop these guys because. Running backs are just so hard to come by, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to always be like in these type of leagues, if I'm going to drop a running back, I need to be replacing them with the running back. Yeah. Because yeah, what yeah, you end up yeah. seeing with your rosters, if you, you're dropping all these what I would consider bums that play running back mm-hmm. and replacing with other positions, next thing you look back at your roster, well, you need you a running like back to four running backs, yeah. you know? And it's like two I, are on by, one is trash. I have that problem. You know, so yeah. it's like me, I'm like, but that's why you also got to play the game of thinking. So you got to do it all. Like you got to get the high upside guy. No, 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 but, but this and what, you got to you got to think about the bias. Like I don't drop him because I also know from experience that guys that lose value or have no value now in a few weeks can have value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can be significant. Somebody I can utilize in my lineup. But the example with Henderson is what better situation could you have asked for for Henderson? I could tell you. What better situation? He has better, been in the, the best better, situation. The better situation is Everybody else getting hurt. Everybody has been hurt. No, no, all, all, Everybody. All, they literally, no, they no, literally sat Henderson and said, let's call Malcolm Brown. No, no, mm-hmm. I'm saying. If they called Malcolm Brown. Who looked awful, by the way. What, what I'm saying is everybody's hurt up. at that time. Not they have somebody that replaced them, but if everybody. Everybody other, was hurt at that time. But you just said Malcolm Brown was there. I'm talking about if everybody else was hurt. They brought him in. So, exactly. When everybody is hurt, guess what they do? They call someone up or they bring someone in. But, but that's what I'm saying. The best Our situation. Rookie. The best yeah. situation is if Rivers. I, who, if, where did Rivers come from? The best situation is if all of a sudden everybody just no gets idea. hurt and he's the only guy there. That's all I'm saying. But that, that situation it, 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 it has been be, there. That situation they, they, has been they, they, there. They replaced the guys, is what I'm saying. Okay, if so. They don't it, replace them, is what I'm saying. When have they not replaced the guys? Like, like look look at what they did with the, um, the Colts. I'm not talking about the Colts. I'm talking specifically about the. Because no, each situation saying, is if, different. If, if, if the situation plays out where they, they treat his situation like the Colts did, mm-hmm. they can they, have value is all I'm saying. Okay, well, I will let you guys pretend as I mean, if they're going to treat this differently. You're talking to, yeah. Bro, we saw last year how Rex Burkhead ended up being significant. But like, that's a different coach, a different team, right, a different right, situation. Right. I mean, all situations are different. And every, all situations also evolve. It I'm just saying way, I've got Because remember, there was a time period where Sean McVay, as a coach, used one main running back. And that running back was the bell cow. Yeah. And, and now you see him using multiple running backs. So situations always change. All I'm saying is we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Running backs are hard to come by. If I drop Darrell Henderson, who am I going to replace it with? Mm-hmm. You it's know, always, like who, who it's is always. The, who is the other running backs out there that Deion Jackson? I will. I will. Deion like, Jackson is like a player that you're I not really going to see. I don't care. I will. I will. No, that, that's who I dropped him for, or that's who I put in the uh, waiver ad for. You mean in the past? This week. 
Oh, Deion Jackson was out there? Deion Jackson is out there. Like, in a few of my leagues. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, because still had, you had Hines come back. How yeah. many times so How many people times do people... Him? Yeah, yeah, how people many, okay, him. so how many times do people... That, that makes my exact point. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But that's a different like, situation. What I'm saying is, because running backs are so hard to come by, I try not to drop them because their situation can change. Like, look at Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake, week one, was a hot waiver wire ad because he got all that work. Mm-hmm. Next two weeks, he did nothing. Yeah. But you're bringing Fast up, forward, but you're bringing up examples of other teams. No, I'm talking I, about this not, specific not, team. But, but I'm well, not, we've seen that. We've seen we've seen but, him be the but, only I'm guy. Not once, about, I'm not talking mm-hmm, about twice, any specific anything. Mm-hmm. And third but I'm time. I'm not talking about any specific anything. I'm just talking about the fact that running backs' values fluctuate so much. Somebody can be dead one week, and then you look two weeks later, and he has a, a pulse. So for me. There's no running back that has any talent that I'm just going to just say, let me get rid of him just to get rid of him. Now, if you have another player out there that's in a better situation that you like better, sure, I'll do it. Do you think Deion Jackson is in a better situation? Than- absolutely, absolutely, because this, mm. this, this is the thing. When you're in the tur- – okay, I don't think know about, about that either. You're, yeah, in a tur- yeah. you're in a tournament right now. Go look at, go look at Darrell Henderson's uh, game logs. We, we're, we're in week eight. I know, but Deion what? Jackson. What? When, when are JT you going to start? Back. When are you going to start? Once JT comes back, this Deion's is not. This, value this is. Gone. This is. I'm not. I don't. I'm not picking up Deion Jackson to start. To start. I'm picking him up because if Jonathan Taylor, who is dealing with an ankle right now, yeah. if he's hurt, they have mm-hmm. shown us that they are willing to give him a significant load. Right. Where in another situation with Darrell Henderson, he has been in the most optimal situation where he's been the only guy, and they have shown us repeatedly. Both, that that both, does not matter that they are going to bring in other guys. Both those scenarios come with risk. If if JT is not hurt, then De- Deion Jackson, Johnson or Jackson, whatever, literally has no value. You know, mm-hmm. you can't play. I'm him. fine with that. He's just going to be on your bench. He's going to be a, he's going to be a roster clogger. You know, he's going to be somebody just that. on your bench that's just wasting. Do space. you own Do you own Jalen Warrens? Yeah. You own t- Tony Pollard's? Yeah. Okay, and you can play different. both those no, guys. No, Pollard, Pollard was a roster clogger until he no, wasn't. Both no. of those players, yes, he was. Pollard has standalone value. Both of those guys, you, know, you can play he, So understand this. Understand this. Deion Jackson right now just he does have a little bit of a role. They just they don't have Naheem Hines. Okay, right. So so, they, so it Deion remains Jackson, to be seen so, what his role is going to be going. His forward. role he caught he caught like ten for ten passes. He's a natural pass catcher. That was two weeks ago. Bro. Right. Oh my goodness, that was okay. only one game. Okay, two, one, there's no di- one, there's, one time two weeks ago with a different. If you were fine yeah. holding guys like Tony Pollard, Jalen Warren, don't put Tony Pollard in this Alexander Tony Madison. If you were fine, if you were not going to drop guys like that, you should not be dropping guys like Deion Jackson. Nobody saying I value nobody's those saying guys. Drop, yeah. I'm not saying drop Deion. I'm saying, but what Jackson I'm saying is I value those guys over guys like Darrell Henderson because if they're put in a situation... Why not both? Like that commercial. Like that sauce yeah, yeah. commercial. Why not both? <laughs> because both? sometimes I need to... By again, sometimes I need to get rid of one. Nah, you keep both of them guys. Yeah. Nah. yeah. Ain't, ain't that many running backs out there. Well, you know what? If he's out okay, there, please so, go pick so, him up. Anyway, let me go pick him question. up. Go pick him up. Oh, I'm trying to. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I'm pick I, him up. I, my bid is actually. Out actually let me check my way. Guess what? <laughs> guess what? Guess what? If you would have started, you basically open nine. You're not really getting much use out of him. Okay, started who? Um, Darrell Henderson. Go look at his game logs, y'all. Y'all, we're nine weeks in, and you were trying to convince me that now we got Kyron Williams coming back, we got Ronnie Rivers into the mix, we got Mark, Malcolm Brown in the mix, and there was already talks of them. Uh, smoothing out things with acres. None of that stuff so now you got four more guys none, in the None mix. of that stuff matters and to me. Somehow he's still, he, a, somehow back, he's, somehow he's he's still he's a running back that gets snaps that has an opportunity to score you fantasy points. And there's too many running backs All out there of, on the waiver. There's wire. a lot of Deion Jackson has the same, if not but more value. But you keep saying the same one player. We're talking about globally. There's a lot of running backs out there that literally will give you a zero. The running back 
is a finite position as far as fantasy value. Wide receiver is <laughs> different. Wide receivers, you can pick up a wide receiver three or four, and he can just luckily give you okay, a, a, so a good play. If they can but give me backs, zeros, I also want the one that can give me 20, 30-point games. And, we're talking, and Daryl Henderson cannot about, give me I'm those. I'm talking about running backs. When you're talking about just the, the running back position, the whole in fantasy, there, it's very hard to find a running back that you can fit in your starting lineup. Exactly. That's so, why I drop so guys I'm like not, Darrell I'm Henderson. Not drop, I'm not going to drop a guy that I can actually see as being able Even though Darrell Henderson didn't do much last week, he still scored like seven, eight points. That's still eh, valuable. Eh, That's still better than nothing. Eh, there's a lot of instances, <laughs> especially right now with bye weeks, with injuries. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of instances where you literally have no running backs to play. I don't have that situation. I don't okay. have that situation. And I would okay, rather have... Superstar. And like I said... Well, I, a lot of us mortals out here. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us mortals. We're trying to figure out... Well, what I'm saying is, like, I would rather have a Deion Jackson than a Darrell Henderson. Again, I'm just saying... I'm just saying, why not get both is all I'm saying. You got nine weeks of Darrell Henderson. What more do you need to see? You keep telling me his situation can improve. I don't see anything, but I'm just telling you, last year, Rex Burkhead, we saw 13 weeks of Rex Burkhead being nothing... And then he ends up. That's a know, completely different running back and a completely so, different team, uh, a completely I'm different is, situation. Running backs, I hold on to because I want, got him. Let's go. I want to have that one more inning, baby. I want to have that option of being able to play a guy in my running back slot. And a lot of teams, not just my team, but I look around at other teams. A lot of teams don't have the luxury of having a running back. And you know what play. I'm thinking in my mind? I want my league mates to be able to play Darrell Henderson. So. Here you but, go. But the point I'm making Spend is some waiver. The point I'm making is they have to play Darrell Henderson because there's no alternative. Please there's do. a lot of teams Perfect. like that. I'd rather you do that than get lucky and start somebody else who, who, who could actually start? does. There's no running back. That's they can start Deion Jackson. You keep saying this. <laughs> Deion Jackson's not out there like that. I'm saying if you're if you're like he was on a I mean like he was in like three. I mean, or yeah, four he's leagues, a hot so. waiver wire pick now, but every, yeah. but you're also competing against other waiver. I, I honestly I'm surprised. But I want people who, who who see the name Darrell uh, Henderson and they're like, oh man, that's Darrell Henderson. Oh man, yeah, I gotta start. I gotta but I don't start think him. it's I don't think it's about that. I just think it's about the fact that you people need running backs. You know, they need somebody to play in those holes, and there's not a lot out there in the waiver wire. I mean, yeah. you keep saying Deion Jackson, but other than Deion Jackson, who was really out there at the running back position this week? You know, Jeff Wilson, who was maybe dropped, maybe not. Ronnie. I would much rather have Jeff Wilson. Than but but I'm saying Henderson. maybe drop. He wasn't out there every, across the board. He was like, out there in some like, leagues. Like these guys that we're bringing up are are actually rostered in a good amount of leagues. There's no player that you can look at the the waiver wire running back that mm-hmm. isn't rostered much at all that you can feel comfortable. Adding sometimes to team sometimes you have teams where you have a lot of running backs, and I and I and I would prefer to have a wide receiver or maybe I like mean, that's fine. And like it, like for instance, I think I actually think I dropped him for uh, Carter. I actually think I dropped him for Carter. I mean that's fine, DeAndre Carter. So that's fine, man. I don't really believe much in DeAndre Carter anyway, but mm. that's a whole another discussion. Yeah. But yeah. but again, so as far as yeah, me answering that, the question, man. good luck with that. Yeah. Um, as far as me answering the question, the the only guy I can think of that I've dropped because again I'm not dropping any running backs. I'm not. There's some. There's probably a, I, I think I dropped like some guys like Robbie Anderson who I didn't have much of. Mm-hmm. I dropped Jarvis Landry who I didn't have much uh, much of. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean those aren't notable. Yeah, who, who I mean, you, but those are the guys drop, drop. I really dropped. Who you dropped? The only, drop. only valuable guy I can say I dropped is like Aaron Rodgers. Mm, you know, and okay. I don't even think that's so much of a surprise. He hasn't him. really done much. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is getting something like this week. 15 points a week. And, you know, with the way quarterbacks were scoring, and I'm not even talking about the high end quarterbacks, I mean, I'm talking about middling quarterbacks. You yeah. know, your Geno's, yeah. your. Your uh, golfs, you know, yeah. these guys will give you more than that. Twenty yeah. points is too like it's like where I want my. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Too, they, these are giving me, and those yeah. are all guys that were drafted after Russell Wilson is also a guy I dropped recently. Mm. So, 
I guess for me, quarterbacks. Yeah, but the thing about Aaron Rodgers to me is that situation. That's a situation that can improve. Like the line can get better. They can I get don't healthier. Think it improve because I, I feel like his they, weapons. They've been missing. Those receivers can't. Back yard, like been hurt like pretty much all the year. I, I, those receivers can improve. Those, those are rookie wide receivers. Can, yeah. They have. The, the they have their. They have their round. You don't think so? But we've seen plenty mm-hmm. of rookie wide receivers get better. Right, over but I don't year. think those receivers can improve. I mean, that's, I mean, come on now. <laughs> like, I don't think the Packers. The Packers. You can make that statement. You can. You can make that. Come on, really? No, seriously. Look. Look, who are the options? Dobbs has had the opportunity. He hasn't been able to do it. Like, he actually he, looked really good last but he, week. But he's had the opportunity. He looked pretty and you good should last be, week. And yeah. you should be but, playing him in but, DFS this but week. But he's had the opportunity. He has been somebody that's been... Guess what? He's starting in my lineup this week. That's fine. That's fine. Over yeah. Darrell Henderson. I'm taking, <laughs> tell you I'm taking that the much. person. I'm talking about your team. I'm talking about just in general. Dobbs been somebody... Two weeks ago, yeah. he gave you a zero. So, yeah, he looked good last week. But two weeks ago, he gave you nothing. Uh, Sammy Watkins can't stay healthy. Um, Christian, uh, Watson. Christian Watson can't stay, can't healthy. stay healthy. Lazard can't stay healthy until they until they can. Rogers barely getting snaps. Randall Cobb is hurt. Like that, and, and then when they've actually been out there, Lazard probably is the only one that you can say you felt good as far as his production. You know, you know who has you know who who's the exact comp to that from a quarterback standpoint. Justin Herbert comes to, to to Aaron Rodgers. None of his wide receivers have been able to stay healthy. His line is uh, hurt. So you can make all the, and he has a and he has both of them have a Herbert's lead. Herbert's been putting up fantasy points. Uh, not always. I didn't say, uh, look but at I'm Aaron, saying, okay, Rodgers hasn't put up fantasy points yet, though. Okay, let's, let's he see. Hasn't. He hasn't though. Like he hasn't. He, he has not. But let's see what he does moving forward. I mean, I'm just saying that's the drop I've made. Okay, is anybody yeah. okay. significant? Okay. All right, all right. So let's also look at notable stashes. We've kind of talked about those a little bit. Let's start looking forward for the rest of the season. Let's talk about notable stashes. Like, who haven't you given up on? Like, who's that player that, like, you should have dropped? He has not produced, but you just can't sure, drop I guess him right all now. the players that Abby brought up. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no. Apparently, Darrell Henderson is I got a couple. I got a couple. <laughs> okay. Right, uh, right. Logan Thomas, who's been hurt. I can't okay. drop him either. That's a good I just, one. I just yeah. need to see. I need to see when he's healthy, and I need to see Honestly, guys, what his role is. I don't know why y'all have Logan Thomas on Listen, I have Logan Thomas on a team that I have two other tight ends Before he got hurt, he was serviceable. Before he got hurt, he was serviceable. He was serviceable. But he wasn't league winning. No. So for you holding, wait. On, you're now, holding you, on you to saying league? So so now so now you now you want no, the no, league I'm winning? I'm just saying. I'm just saying you're holding now, on now to. Now we can't do double digit points. <laughs> now we need no, no, league listen, winning. Listen, listen. You're holding on to a tight because I'm assuming y'all have other tight ends. Unless Logan no, Thomas it's a tight end premium league. So Logan Thomas, your only main tight end? No. No, he's not the for only me, he's one. Like my third or fourth. You played tight him against end. me last week. I like having three. I like having a good three times. Okay, okay. So that's what I'm saying. You played him against me last week. But you beat me last week. But you played him against me, Logan. Oh, that was an accident. Because yeah. I had, because uh, I actually uh, had, I had Dolchich and Ingram. Mm-hmm. And you but so Dolchich actually, I, w- I, w- I, w- I no, I had Dolchich. Yeah. I had Dolchich in there. Mm-hmm. Dolchich, and I was switching to Ingram. Man, nobody cares about y'all's. Give me about a few points. But I did. I did wax that ass up. I did wax that few points. With Logan Thomas, like three points. I spotted you a whole position. Can I make a point? Go ahead. With Logan Thomas, if he's going to be a third or fourth tight end, if he doesn't have true like high end type potential. What is he really there for? Because I, you're going to have two other tight ends at least there that actually are going to be able to be serviceable that you're not going to sit down for Logan Thomas. I don't now, agree with on that. The flip end, so you think Logan Thomas has high-end potential? I do. I think this is – so Logan Thomas – I, I, I don't. So, so, so Logan Thomas came into the year after like a severe – not just an isolated ACL, a severe knee injury. Okay. Came back a lot earlier than, it, than people anticipated. You know, and you could argue, you know, just don't, you know, don't pick up players like that. But – 
We did. And there were still some weeks where he produced. The reason I like Logan Thomas is because he had an offense that has historically shown that they do care about the tight ends, you know, in the right situation. We'll see if that's the case moving forward. His quarterback previously, Wentz, and his current quarterback, Heineke, both have shown a propensity to throw it to the tight ends or to him specifically. So, yeah, I do think he I think think one factor you're not mentioning with the commander's tight end room is they're now starting to use multiple tight ends. And they like their other tight ends. But we we don't know that. We don't know that. When Logan Thomas was healthy, he was a tight end. But what I'm saying is they talked up these other guys. They talked up Cole Turner. They talked up Armani Rogers or, or... I think that's his name, Armani <laughs> Rogers. So they, they and they've used these guys. So yeah, Why, Logan but Thomas. Logan Thomas has been hurt. So uh, I, so I'm holding, I'm holding, I'm holding, I'm holding the C. If he's I mean, healthy and they continue to do that, I got then you, I'll drop I, for him. For me, I just don't see Logan Thomas as having Hit, super, super, super high potential. I'd rather get rid of Logan Thomas for a guy like a James Mitchell. Somebody I do see is potentially having. Yeah. A he high may not. Ceiling. He may not even be the guy. He might not, but I'll be able to kind of see if he has that ceiling. Great. If he mm-hmm. doesn't, I'll drop him. You know, mm-hmm. just like I would drop Logan Thomas because I don't see Logan Thomas as having that to great, me, great ceiling. I would prefer to hold on to a player like Logan Thomas than over Darrell Henderson because I feel like when you're in the buy and you're in a pinch, and you I need back to Darrell Henderson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. he has some kind of. So, but like, in my lineup, Henderson, Henderson, you, I actually have Darrell you know, Henderson I, in my lineup. Y'all know I swing hard. Like I go back and forth <laughs> with these players. Like I love Marquise one year, and then like, you know you can't even. I can't even look at him this year. <laughs> but no, um, to me, like you know, players like Logan Thomas's. Uh, you know, if they're healthy and they're getting the snaps, those guys can get you like a solid 10 to 14 points, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like they can get you a, a solid 10 to 14 points because it only takes four to five receptions, 30 to 40 yards, and then if they get in the end zone. Mm-hmm. So I, I, can't, I can't ignore well, the fact that Wentz likes to throw. better options though? Like when are you going to play Logan Thomas? Sometimes, you're, sometimes you need to. Because you don't have any other tight ends or something? Last week I played Dolchik and Ingram. Th- those and Kittle. Those are both great plays. You, they're great plays now, but they weren't great plays to begin yes, with. Yes, they were. Because okay. I played okay. all them dudes, including right. Conklin. Because these are guys that they have, they potentially can have these high ceilings that I'm referring to. But those, you say, I mean, but so can Logan Thomas. I don't you see can, with Logan Thomas. I don't see with Logan Thomas. Yeah, that's what we just disagree. See, see, see that's because, what we disagree. Because, okay, okay, for those two scenarios. That's what we disagree. Ingram. Denver uses think, multiple tight ends. Hold on, let me, let me, let me speak. Okay, go with, ahead. With Ingram, I don't see... Dan Arnold being used much in the past game. He's used. You but know, they have but, a lot of other weapons too, though. But, but what I'm saying is I feel like Ingram has some type of, you know, monopoly on the tight end position there. And mm-hmm. we've kind of seen that with him. Dosage, he just came back. The first game he came back, he led the tight ends and snaps and, and yardage. You know, yeah, but they still and, use multiple tight ends. But, but what I'm saying is we've seen him now have this ability to kind of show he can have a high ceiling. It's now been two weeks where he's been the main tight end guy. And he's he actually led – the team in passing yards last year, but I just, so, I don't, so, so but you're discounting, but you're discounting Logan Thomas's injury because you're saying, not, oh, I'm now not, they're using multiple tight dis- ends. I'm not, I'm not we don't know that that's not because I'm, that I'm he not, was injured. I'm not discounting. What I'm saying is him as, in general. I don't see him having that high high potential. I think for you, you're looking at Logan Thomas as far as what he was able to do two years ago. No, no, no. So, I, so he actually there. He the, look the at reason, his game log. The There's game logs where he's put up 15 plus points. I think so, his highest has been 14 points. I looked at it recently. And, I mean, that was a, a okay game. I think that was a game he scored a touchdown, so that was And that's by. him coming back off an of ACL. So, if right. that ACL uh, again, gets stronger again, and I'm he not, plays I'm more. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm not even speaking on the, the, the injury factor of it. I'm just saying just in general, when we're talking about a fantasy game and what he's able to give me, a guy that's going to be – now, if he's my tight end one, I have no problem with it because why? You want that, that strong floor in your starters. You want to be able to put somebody in and say, at least I get this. Mm-hmm. But if I'm holding him as my tight end three – and I have two solid, serviceable tight ends already that I'm able to play. I don't see any instance where I'm going to say, okay, let me sit these guys 
Of course, except for like an injury. Mm-hmm. But I don't see a situation where I said, let me sit these guys and put Logan Thomas because I feel like Logan Thomas is going to be a better player. Right I just now, don't see that. Right now, no. Three to four weeks from now, in our quarter three or quarter four, that may not be the case. Maybe. I mean, we can say that with anybody. So, of course, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, like, who are you stashing? And, like, who – I mean, who's that player that you're stashing hoping that they turn it around? For me? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I don't even know. Uh, I got a couple. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he mentioned. I, 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 I don't want to say turn it around, but you know, I'm trying to pick these guys that probably, um, like Kyron Williams, probably were hurt coming mm-hmm. back. He's on the um, list. There's not a lot of players like that, of course. Jalen um, Warren. Yeah, yeah, but I was drafting him. Yeah. Again, I've never really dropped him. Kadarius um, Tone is Dontrell on the Hillier. That's my guy. Ah, uh, Hillier. That's the guy because mm-hmm. I've Me been too. seeing him drop a fair amount, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to scoop him up everywhere. I've been scooping him up too because. Yeah. Um, Derrick Henry's still an old running back yeah. who still yeah. had a foot injury, a he, major foot injury. And he's starting year. to get some standalone value, too. Like, he's starting to get, yeah, like, yeah. some pretty high-value yeah, yeah, touches yeah, yeah. as well. One week he gave you, like, a .4, which is horrible. But, yeah. but other than that, he, his his per-game average has actually been pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, again, he's one injury away, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I'm not a guy that really looks at schedule too much, but I, I was reading something recently, and they were talking about how the, the end of the season kind of plays out nicely for the Titans' um, offense. They you play know. the Texans again. Oh, that's great. See, oh, there yeah. it goes right. That in itself is all you need to know. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Hilliard is definitely somebody I could say I, I – I, Are you I holding Tony? Kadarius Probably. Tony? Kadarius Tony, are you holding Tony? I never dropped him. I've been scooping him up too. Hmm. Yeah, him. I, I'm not sure. letting go all these talented – No, play. I haven't, I haven't I, dropped I, him. Okay. He's so on the fringe. So, he's, so, he's a hold right now, but – So, here's – I don't even know why you're we'll considering see. it right now that he's with the Chiefs. But here's the thing with me. You know, y'all know this has been my mantra forever. I'm a talent over situation guy. So, for me, these players are not losing talent. Mm-hmm. You know, the talent is still there. You know, so I'm, I, when I see a player that's talented, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to have The one on pushback roster. that I'll give you. To me, he's athletic, right? He's athletic and talented he's in an athletic it. way. That's a homer. It's out of there. No, oh, man, man, you always say that. It's like a pop fly. Like, it didn't even... <laughs> man, I can't Nowhere see. near the warning track. looking at is the guy swinging the bat. <laughs> you didn't even get to the warning track. All I see is the guy... You I can see. Him. You can see by his face, he gave you the face okay. of like, damn, I'm popped up. I'm a right? casual. I'm a casual. Okay. okay. But anyway, what I was getting back with Tony is like, you know, year in and year out, we've seen that like, offensive coordinators, like, they want to get him on the field, but either he can't, you know, run routes... The way that they want him to, or the way that the play calls, bro, bro, or you, let me finish, whoa, whoa, whoa. let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, really. let me finish, let me finish, or he doesn't understand the playbook. And there have been plenty of reports that say that like he has had a lot of difficulty with the playbook. So for this year, let me, finish, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. So for this year, when you're going to a new team and a guy, yes, he's greatly talented. But just because he's talented, even Tyreek Hill, when he came in, really didn't do anything his first year. But, but, so now you want okay. him to overtake these other okay, guys. Right. Learn a playbook. Do something he hasn't okay, proven. Okay, you made your point. You made your point. You know, the problem I have with, you haven't even. The problem you, you I have with your first premise. He's ready to come at me. No, no, he didn't no, want to listen to my point. The problem I have with your first premise is you said he's had all these offensive coordinators. The guy was a rookie last year. I didn't say no. That's not what I said. That's you not said what he's I said. Had offensive coordinators. He's that's only not what had I said. one. You, see, you you cut me off. I said he's had offensive coordinators that have wanted to get him on the but field. You, he's only had one. He cut me off again. But this is what I'm making. You're talking yeah. about a guy that he, he was a rookie last year. His sample size is so small, and he was yeah. injured for most of the season last year. We didn't really get to see him much before uh, that one major game last year and after that one major game. So he's this also injury-prone. Maybe. Maybe that's the argument. Okay. He's injury-prone. If he's injury-prone, then that's not a big deal to me because when he's hurt, he's not going in my lineup anyway. Mm-hmm. But when he's active and he's able to play and he's healthy, we'll see. he's in my lineup. If, if, 
uh, once he gets acclimated. Right now, I'm probably not going to play him this week because I got to see him, how they use him. It's going to be wild. If they wild. feel comfortable, I don't think it's going to be wild much. I, matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they use him out the gate. I just need to see it first. He'll have like a package here or there, but good luck with that. There might be situations, certain teams I have where I have to play him, but, but I think by next week, Mm-hmm. He's gonna be mm-hmm. somebody may, that you can play. That, that's a situation where you may want to play Darrell Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got against Kadarius Tony? Man? Like, what, what did Tony do? I'm to just you? saying. I do not. I like. I but do but you not seen see anything it. yet. You have I nothing, have seen it. I have seen to go it. off of. He's on a new. I team. do have he's things on to a go new off team. of. Okay. He hasn't been healthy. Right. How many games has Tony played this year? One. It's not about how many games he's played. It's no, about what, literally what they took. What I'm saying is, you've only seen him one time. He has been healthy. He's not even been hurt. They've, he's had a hamstring. But, he literally said he but, was healthy. But they report, did not want to play him. But reports yeah. have said he's been hurt. What I'm saying, we haven't seen him. But like he tweeted all that sudden, he was healthy. All, yeah. <laughs> he all did of a sudden, he, now he's healthy. No, but, yeah. but, now he's healthy. But regardless of whether he's healthy or not, we've only seen him one time this year, if we've even seen much at all. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he played a full game yet. And then we saw him once last year. So we haven't really seen what he truly is. Is he's with a great team, a great offensive system, a team that value him enough to trade for great him. They said they wanted him last year. I'm not knocking his athleticism. So, 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 so I think he's a great dynasty. Happens. Well, let's see what because if if the situation plays out great with the guy that we see, most people see of him having a lot of talent. You take that talent, take that situation, you put it together, then you know, you know, mm-hmm. Yahtzee, like we always say. So. I don't see no reason to give up on Tony. If he doesn't work out, after I'm not giving up. I'm holding. I'm just very skeptical. That's fine. I mean, yeah. being skeptical doesn't matter to me because I'm still going to see what happens. Yeah. Whether Tony, I'm skeptical or not. Is Tony the death of Sky Moore? Yeah, Sky Moore been there. Both both of them are dynasty picks in my mind. Mm-hmm. Tony, you look at you look at the rosters. Sky really mm-hmm. is Kadarius Tony. I don't. I'm. You, you want to put money on it right now? That what are we putting money on? That he is not their top two wide receiver to finish the year. It's like from this moment on, as far as yeah. point scored, you have to start. From he this. won't be. He's not going to be the wide receiver one or the wide receiver two on that team. See, I don't know how they gonna, how long it's going to take him to get acclimated. Because well, if it takes okay. him like a couple weeks, then okay. obviously he'll start from behind. I like the bet. I like the bet, but I, don't I mean, know you already like in the negative. Give like him a week. <laughs> yeah, let me. Let me <laughs> how much you down? <laughs> I'm not down at all. What are you talking about? You're not down. All right, whatever. Right. Let's come on. Not down at all. You might be down. Y'all a making bit. these makeup bets all the time. Did y'all have a bet on Damian Pierce? No. Because we didn't that. shake on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was no bet. That's right. What, what that's right. The bet? You did. There was say no bet to you make. You did y'all, pull y'all one of those. Y'all can't even say what the bet was. Man, we had a, we literally start. had a whole 30 was, minute but what session. What was the bet? Arguing. It was a Marlon Mack versus. It was no, Mar- I never, I never no, said anything. It was Damian Pierce versus. Who was the uh, Baltimore running back? Uh, Tyler Beatty. Tyler Beatty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said I like Tyler Beatty. Where's Tyler Beatty now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's Tyler Beatty now? But again, there was no bet. There was no bet to make. Okay. Y'all can't even, like, every time I ask y'all, y'all can't even say what the bet is. No, y'all there just, was a bet. Though. No, there was, a, nah. there was just a debate. That's all right. Just like I, we debate everything. I'll take the take. But um, <laughs> we've watched the take. we watched the take like 10 times already. You still look at some <laughs> random phantom bet. Oh. Let's talk about trade. So listen, the trade deadline was Tuesday, yesterday, as of this recording which is on Wednesday. Uh, trade deadline is over. Any trade ramifications going forward that you think that are going to really shape the season going forward for fantasy? Specifically, like, let's talk about that Buffalo situation. Yeah. Devin Singletary was already kind of shaky. Um, I, mean, I, I, was, I was always kind of... Uh, I think, you know... I wouldn't say that he was shaky. I feel like they have roles for their running backs, and I feel like they want to use multiple running backs because they don't mm-hmm. feel like they have one elite running back that can do everything. Right. 
Uh, they tried to get Christian McCaffrey, someone who could do everything. They couldn't get him. Mm-hmm. So they were just basically saying, okay, let's get – we like Devin Singletary in between the tackles. Yeah. Let's get a guy who can, like, uh, play third down and be a little explosive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's probably why they also drafted uh, James Cook. Mm-hmm. And we can say that, oh, James Cook has been looking better. He's talented. He's athletic, this and that. Buffalo is telling us that – they don't feel like that is enough for what they want to do this year. Yeah, that's why they went to go get Naeem Hines. You don't mm-hmm. you don't go get a player like that if you're not going to use him. Mm-hmm. I don't. Naeem Hines is not really. I don't think he's going to have much effect on Devin Singletary. Yeah, I think you know. I think he'll play third down. He'll play some passing downs. I think we see probably less of Cook. But honestly, I think it's just kind of going to be a muddled situation. Back Cook when, is dead now. Is, is it taboo if I say? We, yeah, we, I'm we, done. We, yeah, I dropped it right now. I, I, Ooh. Is it taboo if I say that? God, don't say that out loud, I'm man. I'm just asking. It's eight man. and a half through, though. Like, it's pretty Bruh, much over. Don't say that, that out loud. I'm purposely jinxing that. I don't know how it works. I'm purposely jinxing that. I don't know how the superstition works. My bad. I mean, the game is pretty we much over. We saw them put up five-plus runs already. Oh, yeah, the game is over. Not on Prisley, though. This man, this y'all. Y'all don't know about baseball, man. I need you to put your rally cap back on. I need you to turn that into a rally cap. Who you flipping this out at? Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is Why pretty we much. We got a rally. We got a five, five nah. run lead right you, now. Because yeah. you're jinxing it. There's no way we lose this game. Right. No way in here. All right. Can we can we, can we can we get back on topic? I'm making me very automatic. uncomfortable right now. Great. This is automatic. <laughs> Take <laughs> it to the bank. Yeah. Presley closing. Oh man, I hate y'all. <laughs> yeah. There's so nobody much. on to whip it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh How hard man. is it to get Future two more World outs? Series champs? Yeah. Oh man. There's no way. Hey, what's next topic, man? Let's talk about trade ramifications. No, no. So we're talking so y'all about talking about Singletary and the Bills, right? Yeah. Right. Bringing in Naheem, like, are you still playing Devin Singletary? Like, is he still an option with Naheem coming in? Uh, do you think Naheem is? He's, oh, a, he's a tier above Dar- Darrell Henderson. Here's my thing, man. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I'm gonna play Singletary for sure. Mm-hmm. We'll see what I do with Hines because I'm not even sure Hines is gonna play this week. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. I think the problem us as fantasy players sometimes we, we, we get into this this position where we try to predict what's gonna happen instead of just being patient and seeing what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And just letting whatever happens happen and then learn from that. Cause I think the problem when we try to predict is we go down this rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. I think this is gonna play out this way. So if this plays out this way, this is gonna be the ramifications and then this is gonna play out this and then, and then so on and so forth till we so, we convince ourselves, you know, almost definitively like this is how it's going to happen, you know, instead yeah. of just saying, and then okay, we get upset when it don't happen. Instead of just saying, you know what? Hines is now with the bills. Singletary is still there. We know they want to run back. Singletary is not just going to go to the bench. Yeah. You know, so let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. It's going to really take us one week, mm-hmm. one, one week. Uh, I would say that one week where we're finding out, I would still play Singletary and maybe not play Hines. Yeah. I play mm-hmm. him this week. Yeah. I, uh, but once we learn it, yeah, it's going to take about two or three weeks for us to learn it. Yeah, once yeah. we learn it, then you, you move. You know what I'm saying? But don't say, well, I think this was going to happen, and then now make it just like, I think people are saying Hines is going to be the main bat. And mm-hmm. real talk. And then say, okay, let me put Hines in my lineup because he's going to be the starter. Right. And if, if that's your only option, then so be it. Let, mm-hmm. me, go, let me go down a rabbit hole real quick. Uh, okay. Because, you know, we always hear about the uh, running backs who uh, want to run out the slot. Mm-hmm. But Naheem Hines can literally yeah. play the slot role. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, there was talks. Oh, man, every time he... I think there was talks about, um, you know, James Cook and Singletary being on the field at the same time. Mm-hmm. James Cook lying not wide. Mm-hmm. And he's a rookie. So, like, mm-hmm. really kind of like, and you know, really expecting him to 
uh, play that role, take on that role the first year, and that that's something they really want to incorporate in the offense, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he's just not ready, and maybe they know that he's not ready because mm-hmm. we really haven't seen it from them. Yeah. So, kind of going back to the idea of Singletary, maybe not really losing much value, uh, but and, and both potentially having significant value. You know, I really do think this kills some of James Cook's value. Uh, mm-hmm. He's one, he's a player some. that like. Yeah, he's a player he that I've dropped. Droppable. Yeah. yeah, he's a player yeah. that I've he dropped. He's super droppable. Yeah, I would drop him obviously over Darrell Henderson. He was <laughs> he was kind of droppable before this week anyway. But this right. this and but this is the one thing. I don't you know, he wasn't droppable before this week because uh because Zach Moss wasn't playing. And I think Cook. the one thing the one thing that you can you know, he well he played a little bit more last week. Yeah. The one the one thing that I would say about James Cook is he to me he's looked a lot better in between the tackles as a runner. Yeah. Than I have conceived. So I will say this: if Singletary gets hurt, mm-hmm. it's not a situation where I think we just see a lot of Naheem Hines. I really mm-hmm. think that Singletary or that James Cook is the backup to Singletary. But I don't necessarily know that I want to just really hold on to a backup, you know, or handcuff in an RBBC. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. So there's that. I just don't think we've seen anything from James Cook to even feel like he warrants having a role on our roster. Like I don't think we've seen anything at all. He's a guy. He's a guy. Like I'll like. I don't even want to be saying this out loud, but like closer towards the end of the year, if everybody's healthy and he's just like on the waiver wires, mm-hmm. he's a guy I'm scooping up going into tournaments. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to try to get as many James Cook on my roster going into tournaments as possible. Because are you, you scared do, of injury? Like, no, because he, you think he's going to take that role. Because if you can, if you can roster a uh, Jarek McKinnon right now, because he's in a high-powered offense, mm, you should yeah. be rostering a James yeah. Cook because one injury, same difference, or you know, or two injury. Yeah, now yeah. he's a, you know, I mean, he is in a high power and he's athletic. Yeah, and he's got the. Juice. I think for me, the only yeah. the, a home run break. Biggest difference yeah. in those two scenarios is we've seen the Chiefs lean on McKinnon and trust him and throw oh, being the guy. Good luck with While that. While we have never seen the Bills do that with Cook. Well, sometimes if you ain't never seen nothing, and you don't, That's you good. don't want to take that, you know, leap of faith. You miss out. I mean, I agree. I'm just saying. We just haven't seen it yet with Cook. I've seen enough and, and from Jared I, McKinnon this think, year. I mean, yeah. I, I'm okay Maybe this year, out. but I'm, what I'm saying is we've seen McKinnon play that role, and we don't know we don't know if Cook can play that role. Um, so, I mean, if you want to hold on to him, so be it. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> if you want to hold on to him, so be it. But for me, he's, he's – like, he hasn't done anything to – like, he's not even a backup running back right now. So, he's, mm-hmm. like, just kind of rostering a third – Situation change. Yeah, I mean that's what you're doing you with the real Henderson. That's what you're doing with the real Henderson. Henderson is like on no. starting running back on that yeah. team. He's not the starting. He did not start last week, and he does not listen as a starter. That last goes week. back to whether he was yeah, banged up or sick. Prior he was to not that banged point, up. He had an yeah. illness, but yeah. prior and he to that, practiced two, but two prior days to before. That point, Henderson, yeah, they showed the catch again. But, like they were but prior like, to that point, Henderson had been the starter. James Cook has never been a starter. Yeah. So you, so the guy with not the same situation. Number one, James Cook is a rookie. So we see expect rookies to get better. Darrell Henderson is a veteran. He lost his starting job to a guy named Ronnie Rivers. Game time. 2-2. Let's go. Now I can say no hitter? No. Now you can say no hitter. 5-0. Let's go. <laughs> Tied up. Oh, yeah. Man. So I would rather bet on the rookie with talent than the vet who lost his starting job to, I'm assuming that Rivers is an un, a UDFA and Kyron Williams is coming back, and we may see Akers. And oh, by the way, they also gave goal line carries to Marlon Mack. Give me, give me, give me Cook behind the beat up O line. No, nah. nah, y'all can, y'all can, nah. y'all, y'all can. I, I would rather have James Cook than than Darrell Henderson. Mm-mm. Nah, put that on tape right now. Yeah, yeah, like now that's gonna be one that's on yeah, wax. That, uh, put that on wax. That's, I'm that's, gonna do a compilation at the end of the year. Right there. That's put all about that on wax. Yeah, I, yeah, I, nah, I, 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 I think. 
This is more so just him being against Henderson. Yeah. I'm not against Henderson. Hen- you are. Yeah, no, no. You, you just did your I was literally Henderson is literally, Henderson <laughs> was my highest owned RB. Was past tense. Yeah. Exactly. Was his past tense. Now, I mean, now, you know, like though, I don't care. You, like, you know, kick Ooh, rocks, Henderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's not kick rocks. It's just you know. No, it's kick rocks though. Yeah, you know. Who's on the better, greener pastures? Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's your cousin-in-law, by the way. <laughs> I missed hey, that one. The grass was greener on the other side of the fence. I mean, like, it was. You know, in this situation, it was. Yeah, All right, let's go. Let's move on. <laughs> but but the, the the family tree don't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you threw me totally off. It doesn't. It doesn't. Oh man, that's all I got for this week, man. Like we're at oh, an hour right now. Wait, wait. But we didn't speak on who I think is the biggest beneficiary from the trade deadline. Oh, okay, go. And it's a Justin guy that didn't really hear much, much, much of it all. Who? Chase Claypool. Justin Fields. Mm, Chase Claypool. Claypool. Because yeah. I think he's now the number one wide receiver for the Bears. Yeah. Day one. Think about it. him and Mooney were in the same draft. Mooney was a fifth round pick. Claypool was a second round pick. They traded a second round pick for Claypool. And here's the thing with, with trades of, of, dra- of players that are drafted. Usually, you, you trade them for a draft pick lower than the slot they were picked up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, first-round picks are probably going to trade for, like, seconds or thirds. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like look at what Tony was dra- uh, traded for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, second-round picks, third, fourth, fifth. You know, something like that. The Bears still saw Claypool's value still being in the same draft slot as where he was picked. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you heard they were uh, other teams were competing for him. And then, like we said before – Mooney is a fake number one wide receiver. He, he's in a he's yeah. in a prime position now. What Claypool's been a fake number one wide receiver. There's Claypool's nothing, never yeah. been a number one. He's fa- he, he's he's not he's not really produced. He's like he's but, he's but he's never absent. had the role of being a number right, one. You he's can always, it, you can give him all the excuses and then take away all the excuses from no no, no Mooney. I'm not him Mooney a, produces I'm not, a number I'm not, one last I'm not year. Giving him an excuse. What I'm we've seen is, Mooney do it. We have not what, seen Claypool do it. What I'm saying it. is Claypool's never been a team's number one receiver. And mm-hmm. now with the Bears, I because th- if you take talent between Claypool and Mooney, I'll put my money on Claypool easily. Again, they were in the same draft class, which was two years ago. Everybody saw Claypool was a way... Bigger frame. A, a, a better yeah. draft uh, uh, prospect than Mooney. They saw. Now they're on the same team. The Bears traded a second-round pick for this guy. Bears do a lot of crazy things. All, all, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, Claypool right now... So do y'all not see... A, a they also traded as far as Claypool being the number one wide receiver. No, 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 no. They no. traded for Nikhil Harry too. So I mean, I don't, you know. No, but they didn't trade a lot for him. I think it was like a conditional six or seven. Yeah. Uh, but do y'all see a situation? Or do, do y'all not see a situation where Claypool is the number one wide receiver for the Bears? I don't. I don't and think and it'll if be. he is, do y'all not see any value in that? I do. Because they have nobody else. We already talked about the offense improving. So mm-hmm. a couple different things. Claypool. We're not going to talk as if, like, because this is mostly you high stakes. You need a lot of players, bro. No, I'm saying, look, look, no, I'm saying. I, I, I got to make a most, list. Most people, most, people who listen, most people who listen to this podcast play high stakes. So, okay. Claypool, I have not seen on anybody's waivers. Okay? So, if you're talking about whether or not you can sit and start them, we're going we're gonna to go back to your point earlier. Let's wait and see. Okay? But I think it's going to be a very tough situation to gauge. I think once he's active, a, he, I'm, I'm putting him in, in there. An, in an offense that does not throw the ball a lot, it's going to be a very tough situation to gauge whether or not you know, you're going to be able to rely on Claypool week in, week out. I definitely think it hurts okay. Mooney. But when you're saying the biggest winner, to me, it's uh, Justin Fields. He was mm-hmm. already playing better. Now you get him a legit weapon. You get the offense a weapon that can move the ball, not just through the air, but, like, they can kind of run some creative schemes. Has Fields been putting you know? up fantasy points thus far? Yes. Really. So, so, yes, so, he has. No, no, no. The last, wait, wait. Let me, the, let me, let me I think finish he's been my top five quarterback, like, the last my line four weeks. Forget what Chris said. Yes, he has. Yeah. With Claypool, do you think he's going to put up a significant – 
more amount of fantasy points. Like, you think it's going to increase his value that much more? I do. I do. I do. Anytime okay. you can increase, last, anytime you can okay, okay, improve okay. on the, the offensive last, deficiencies, for the last, yes, For the I last do. few weeks, Fields is averaging around 20 points. So what do you think he's going to average now with Claypool on the team? It's not, it's not necessarily about that. But, uh, but, but that's what I'm let referring me fi- to. But let me, let me, let me, but let that's me what I'm referring to. I'm talking about fantasy-wise. Do you that's see his fantasy? I, I'm, ta- I'm talking about fantasy. Okay. I never expect a player. You, you, can, you can name X player. They produce X over the last five weeks. You know, does that change moving forward based on additions or subtraction? That's, you, can't, you can't look at it like that. Because over the last five weeks, you can look at opponent, you can look at game script, you can look at a number of different things that led to that production. It's the same thing with like Justin Hurts or, or uh, Jalen Hurts. Sometimes, you know, he plays a very, very weak opponent where he just doesn't have to throw the ball as much or they can run. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Hurts, you know, scores 16 points tomorrow, you know, because they just run all over the Texans. So I, I can't say that like, what I'm saying is I think it's going to improve the offense as a whole. Okay, So that's I cool. think it helps but out. But isn't Claypool a part of that offense? Yeah, I think it helps so, out Justin Fields' fantasy value for the rest of the year. Well, this is what I'm saying. Fields has been producing. With Claypool, how much more do y'all see I think produ- we can now see a, spike weeks. Do you think weeks. he's going to have a 25% increase now in weekly output? I think, or, we, we, I think we now see spike weeks. Where before he was kind of just, you know, it was basically everybody else was sucking and he was doing decent. Now I see him I like, oh, he may actually give us a week where my, he's my like QB2, QB1. My argument mm-hmm. is Claypool hasn't really been doing much at all this season now. I mean, uh, thus far. But now with the Bears, especially playing the role I think he's going to play. Claypool, I think, Claypool's actually been doing a little bit something. I think he's had one good game. He's had like two or three. I mean, it's, we're, in, we're in week eight. He's had eight weeks, and I think he's had, like, one good game. Okay. But I now, mean, if yeah. he plays the role as far as a de facto number one wide receiver for the Bears, I see him now having week-in, week-out potential to be an every-week starter. You know, so I think he has mm. – he potentially has the biggest improvement as far as fantasy value. And, you know, obviously we'll see how it plays out, but yeah. um, for me, that's – I mean, it's easily him for me. Here's why, like, I disagree with you guys. It's because the most passing yards – I'm just looking at his stats right now – the most passing yards he's thrown for the entire season is 208. This increase in fantasy points is because he's running the ball more. Right. The last three weeks, he's run the ball more. Right. That doesn't involve Chase Claypool. But that's what and I'm I saying. That's what I'm saying. Chase. Fields is not the guy that's going to benefit. I don't see Fields as having an improvement in his fantasy production. I see Claypool as having an uh, improvement in the fantasy production. But see, I don't Fields, see I think it's going to be the same thing as I don't, I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. see it that way. To me, when you improve the offense – it goes back to the CMC argument. You know, we were worried about CMT's touches and this and that. But when you improve the offense efficiency, you improve scoring chances. So now instead of, you know, maybe he doesn't run for as many yards or maybe he throws for two or three touchdowns or maybe he's in scoring position more. Maybe now he can increase his rushing touchdowns because he's now more in scoring positions. They're more, they're sustaining drives more. You know, they're more competitive from that standpoint. So I think anything that improves the offense in general will help out the quarterback, especially when you're so deficient in a wide receiver to actually give your quarterback a legit starting wide receiver. I don't see how it doesn't significantly help him. Listen, like their schedule is pretty light the next few weeks. That might make your case, but I don't think that necessarily their team. We'll like, see. Man, y'all, also, y'all also didn't think he was playing better. Now look at me. 
I mean, look I at him. I agree with you that he played better. <laughs> you just said he's been playing better. Yeah, but y'all didn't say that before. Because he, he wasn't. Because he, he wasn't. He was trash. Okay. Okay. He, he, okay. he said he was trash. He said he was trash. He was showing improvement. He was showing improvement. He was trash. Bro, come on now. Come on, man. Yeah. We were targeting defenses to play the Bears. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that ain't worked out lately. Yeah, because he played better. He's running the ball more. Yeah, exactly. They're actually scheming him. That hasn't helped Mooney. strengths. Yeah, that hasn't helped Kamet. Because Mooney is not. What people made him out to be, man. Man, you see, you hate Mooney. Yeah, no, I, I, I was one of the first people that was on Mooney. Nah, you hate, but, you, you hate when him I was on Mooney. Year. I was more on him as a, a good complimentary piece. Mm-hmm. Once people started saying he's the uh, the number one wide receiver, I was like, nah, I don't see him that yeah. way. He doesn't have the frame. Mm-hmm. He, was, he doesn't have the draft capital. He doesn't have he the frame as a number one. He doesn't receiver. have the cash. He has nothing like that. Yeah. Him, him being the argument for him being the number one wide receiver was circumstance based. Mm-hmm. There was no other wide receivers there. Yeah. It's really that simple. Yeah, you know, so and you were hoping that Allen Robinson at the time was was going to pull some coverage, right. which allowed Darnell Mooney to, you right. know, like to be. But but you see how fragile his position is. I mean, Claypool. You can argue Claypool. There's not many teams Claypool could go to and be the number one wide receiver. But you can argue now him coming to the base, he's going to be the number yeah. one wide receiver. So yeah, you know, I, I agree with this an argument um, to be made. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I hear mean, you. let's see the bear, the thing with the Bears though, and this is a slight tangent. It was weird for me to see them make that trade because it's like it was like a trade to improve your team, mm-hmm. but they traded their two best defensive, defensive players. players. So it's like, what are you doing? Are you are you trying to, to some extent, tank or help assist? I didn't rebuild, really get it either. Or are you trying to go for it because they are aren't they leading the division or maybe second in the division? No, the Packers are not doing well. Minnesota leads the division there. Minnesota and then the Bears. Yeah, and then it could be the Bears. Yeah. Another plus for Justin Fields because now that. That defense is, you know, is is worse. They're in a worse position now. So yeah. now the defense you know, wasn't good before, though. It wasn't good, but now it's really bad. And you just gave away your two best players. Yeah. Okay, I don't think it changed. I don't think that see that offense okay. changing much, man. I mean, you said their defense wasn't good before, but they. I mean, there were some games where they were like holding down opponents. That Washington game, we can talk much about Wentz, but they held yeah, them down. Yeah, they right. held down the Patriots. They, they, I mean, they their defense was like they held down the Texans. Their defense like. To some degree, was kind of respectable as far Those as like three not, offenses that don't yeah, like. Yeah. Well, we've seen don't the Patriots. We've seen, no, good. we've seen the Patriots explode. We've seen the Texans do well. The Texans, yeah. did, the the Texans did well. What, what, season, what season are you talking about? Bro? Yeah, I haven't seen. We've seen Zappy you know go off. We've seen, <laughs> yeah, we've seen. We've seen. We've seen things happen. No, Zappy came in halfway through that game and Who first. They held San Francisco. Okay, you can say that's a run game. They held Green Bay. They held Houston. They held the Giants. They even held Minnesota. They made that. They made that a tough game. They made Washington. They made you know. The, really, the only game where they got absolutely blown out was Dallas. I think with the Bears, the thing about them is their they, their pace of game is so slow that they don't have high scoring games. Like their all their games are going to be somewhere between like. But they were kind of yeah. But they were kind of able to do that because their defense at least was to some degree respectable. That or they just run the ball a lot, and so they're grinding out the clock. I mean. The Gi- I mean, I'm sorry, not the Giants. The Bears, nobody is is worried about the Bears' defense. Um, never have been, never will be, or won't be for the rest of the season. Uh, but Fields, I think what they're doing with them now, they found it as being successful, so they're going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. The, the difference, I think, is now that you have a Claypool, you have actually a true weapon out there that when you do throw the ball, all those targets that were, that were going to Mooney and Pettis, by the way, Pettis was showing out for a while. That's when I knew Mooney really was just a, a fake. You know, like, how you have Dante Pettis outshining you? 
uh, Pettis, Nikhil Harry, all those targets that those guys were getting, those are all guys that uh, the past teams gave up on. Now can go to actual skilled wide receivers. So, uh, a lot of those were broken plays, though. Those were, a lot of those were like Justin Fields was scrambling. He's on the opposite field. Mooney's on this side. He's scrambling. He's just looking for somebody who's wide open. Those weren't necessarily like, oh, like, you know, Pettis was like the first read in the majority of throws. I got you. Um, real quick, mm-hmm. cause I think we're about to end. I think we, we mentioned it, but I just want to reiterate James Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I think it's somebody. And who's the other guy there? There was a tight end. It's Brock Wright, but yeah, I, I would. I think y'all should take a look at um, James Mitchell for your dynasty teams, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, that they got rid of Hawkinson. Um, I just can't on my dynasty team as we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah. I can't take another. Oh, um, and then the the Texans, and we didn't touch on them at all. But them losing Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks looking like he might. Brevin Jordan. No. I actually picked, I picked up. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. Um, it's just that there are other wide receivers there because somebody has to play wide receiver. So those are, you know, your Chris Moore, your fair, uh, not fair, but Philip Dorsett. Mm-hmm. Not aspiring uh, options, but options nonetheless. Yeah. And so somebody got to catch the ball. And the Texans going to be losing games, which means they're going to be throwing every single game. So uh, just, just some. Players I don't too. know. Look out for Brevin Jordan. Brevin <laughs> Jordan is still fighting for snaps hey. with Jordan Aiken. Jordan he, Aiken he, scored touchdowns like he, every week. But he hasn't been healthy. He's Still just not OJ getting Howard healthy. He's, just not, get, Howard, yeah. he's yeah. just not getting healthy. Starting to get a little bit more targets now. They need receivers. He's like a receiving type tight end. Be on the lookout for Brevin Let Jordan coming out. Go, you know, this is this is this Let is the kind of team. Go, no, no. So early in the season when your team is competing and everybody's healthy, like not the time for Brevin Jordan. You know. Late in the season when you're on a bad team, disgruntled wide receiver one, wide receiver two is not there. They need targets. You need you need easy catches. OJ Howard. Easy options. Brevin will be sitting Brevin on the bench Jordan. watching. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right, guys. So we're over an hour. That's it for this for this uh, halftime episode. I'm not I don't know if I'm believing in Brevin Jordan either. But please <laughs> Man, like. they never believe in my picks. <laughs> please <laughs> they like, never believe in my picks. <laughs> rate, subscribe. We're out.